You're listening to Inside the Athletic Mind with your hosts, Taylor Cook, Lauren Williams, and Margaret Jennings. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Athletic Mind, where we dig deep and shed light on the mental side of sports for female athletes and coaches by having open conversations about mental health, mindset, and performance. And after a couple weeks of missing Lauren, we are all finally back together in the locker room for another one. Now, we all know that athletic therapists play a major role in the lives of our athletes, They help them to prevent and recover from injuries, as well as to help maintain their physical conditioning throughout the season. But what a lot of people do not realize is the role that they play in supporting athletes' mental health. Oftentimes, ATs play the role of being a physical therapist as well as an actual therapist. They often are the ones that hear first about some of the other issues that athletes experience both in and outside of sport which is exactly why we thought it would be great to hear the perspective of an an AT that's working within a team setting to hear her experience and some tips that she might have for other ATs that need a little bit of guidance themselves in this area. So this week we are joined by former soccer player, now physical therapist, Caitlin Phillips. And she is going to give you the inside scoop of what it is like to be a physical therapist what it's like to be that first line of contact for athletes that are struggling with their mental health and why it is so important for teams to invest in mental health resources for their athletes. Now, as always, if you guys find this episode valuable, please share on social, tag us, or share directly with a friend to help the podcast grow. Or if you are feeling so moved, please go ahead and leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to help our show reach more people just like yourself. So yeah, so thanks again for joining us, Caitlin. I thought it was a great opportunity to get someone on who works in the sports world, but from a different perspective. So we talk to coaches, we talk to athletes, but as we know, the sport world is a lot bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Physical therapy is a big part of it. Strength and conditioning is a big part of it. Um, so why don't we start with just like, I guess, a brief introduction to you and how you got involved in physical therapy? Yeah. So thanks for having me, by the way. Um, So I grew up playing soccer, actually. Um, I played in university, um, basically seeing a lot of injuries from other uh, people. I actually was really lucky. I didn't have too many um, super debilitating injuries or anything, but I saw a bunch of um, girls go through like ACL surgery and things like that. And just seeing the process of that um, made me want to get into physio and just kind of continue to be a part of sport in that way. Um, so yeah, now it's interesting because now I'm working with like a hockey team, um, which I don't play hockey or anything. So just kind of fell into that world. Um, and yeah, I work at two clinics as well on the side, um, or aside from the hockey team. So, um, yeah, just seeing tons of athletes, uh, tons of general population as well. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. And I know from my time at Ryerson, like the sports clinic was like the hot spot for athletes to be and being friends with some sport therapists or physical therapists. I also know that like, you're also kind of a part-time therapist, like it's not just physical. Like I would love to know, 
I guess, from your perspective, what you see from some of the athletes, I guess, first of all, just like in terms of like warm up, cool down, like the kind of conversations you maybe have with them or, or the things that come up on a regular basis for you? Yeah, for sure. So um, I would say the amount of times that like patients have said, oh my gosh, it's like a two in one, like a therapy and a physio <laughs> session. Um, but yeah, before I, before games, like there's a lot going on. So um, athletes are nervous. Um, they might be coming back from injuries. So that adds an extra layer as well. Um, excitement. There's just so much going on. So um, a lot of times like girls are coming up to me kind of um, like venting or telling me exactly like what they're feeling going into the game and things like that. Um, and yeah, there's a lot going on. So I think regulating all those emotions is it can be really challenging, especially if it's like uh, important game coming up or big competition. So yeah. And what, so what advice do you give to them? Like if they're coming to you and be like, oh my God, I'm so nervous about this game or whatever it might be. Yeah, I think the big thing is just like go out there and have fun. Like a lot of these athletes, like they've been playing this sport for majority of their life. So it's like, this is you, this is what you're good at. Go out there, have a good time and try not to like overthink things. Um, yeah, if you're having fun, like that's when you're going to play your best. If it's hockey, whatever sport it is, that's when you're going to play your best game. So mm -hmm. I think it's just like trying not to overthink things. Um, you're with your teammates, some of your best friends, just go out there, have a good time. And the other question I quickly wanted to hit on, I guess, is a follow-up of that. And you mentioned it a little bit is the injuries, right? Yeah. Like we talk a lot about athletes when they have to navigate injuries, it's a bit of an emotional roller coaster, right? In terms of their confidence or their value outside of sport, whatever comes up. Could you talk a little bit about what that experience has been like from your perspective, working with an athlete through a major injury? Maybe it's like an ACL tear or something like that. Like what's it been like? For sure. It's, it's definitely challenging. Like it's a bit of a roller coaster of emotions, like starting from the beginning, like you have that initial injury and it's like, honestly, for some of them, it's like their life is just changing their life is ending. It feels like. So um, just basically the beginning of that process is just, um, it can be a little bit challenging just trying to kind of educate them on like what the process is going to be like, what you're going to have to go through during that process. Um, but I think it's important to kind of like keep them motivated, whatever the injury is, whether it's a minor injury or more major like season end ending injury is just keeping them motivated, um, just keeping them uh, aware of the fact that like they will get through this. And a lot of them too, if the rehab process itself can be very, um, just going through it can be very uh, beneficial. Like you learn so much about um, like rehab, strengthening, things like that. So um, kind of allowing them to see the positives that can come out of it. Um, and yeah, it's obviously very, very tough going through injuries mentally. Um, there's a lot that goes on. It's like, am I going to come back the same player that I was? Am I going to like struggle to come back. Um, there's excitement, obviously, with coming back. There's anxiety. There's so many different factors. So I think it's just like helping them navigate those factors. Absolutely. And I think there's a huge piece of this that um, we're spending more time talking about now, which is, you know, the mental health impacts of injury on athletes because of all the things that you just mentioned, right? It's athletes feel like their life is ending. They're losing this huge piece of their identity potentially. 
And it, it seems to me, and like from having gone through it myself, a lot of that anxiety comes from being focused on the future and the, the will I get back? When is this process going to end? When do I get to get back out on the ice? That kind of stuff. So how do you go about trying to keep the athlete focused in the present? Yeah, that's a really good point. Cause I think it, if they're looking too far forward, it can sometimes hinder like the, the present and what they're going through in the process. So I think it's just like, like making them aware of the now and like what we need to focus on at this point in time in what we're working on in the rehab process. Um, because yeah, like you said, if you're thinking too far ahead with the future and stuff, like that's going to cause a lot of anxiety because there's so many like what ifs and so many, um, things that can change within that whole, that whole time period of the, of the recovery process. So yeah, I think it's just making them, (laughs) making them stay in the present with things, focus on the now outside of like keeping them focused on the present like what is it that you you do with your athletes to keep them motivated to continue on with the physio process when they probably aren't seeing the changes and the results that they want to be seeing or feeling along the way yeah for sure I think a big part of it too is making the rehab process enjoyable like I think my goal is for if someone is coming in to see me I want them to have a fun session and if they're enjoying the rehab process and they're coming in and they're excited to come to get better that day, um, it's, it's very motivating, right? So, um, and then also, like you said, you're not always going to see the results every time, right? It's going to take time. There's going to be, re- the recovery process isn't linear. You're going to have times where you're um, improving and sometimes where you're regressing a little bit. So I think it's just also educating them on the fact that, um, it's not always going to be linear and they will eventually get to where they need to be if they put in the work and um, yeah, but the big thing is just making it enjoyable for them. So they stay motivated. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like I know that was part of my recovery process. So for context, I had MCL reconstruction last April and yeah. ended up going through like six, seven months of physiotherapy and the process was so long and it was really difficult at times to like not get frustrated with myself especially once I was able to actually get back in the gym and start lifting weights because as an athlete all you want to do is just get back into it right away you know um so I'm curious like when it comes to maybe more major type injuries like once you have a full analysis of what the problem is how do you go about like structuring a plan like a long-term physio plan for them to kind of balance that short-term and long-term vision for recovery yeah totally I think it's just it kind of comes down to like the protocol that you're going through so depending on the injury and I always like when they come in for their usually I'm seeing them a couple times before surgery um if it is like an ACL or MCL but um then after you're kind of like educating them on the process like this is what it's going to look like because I think it's very helpful especially like mentally to know, um, this is what I'm going to be going through. Um, this is what it's going to look like. Uh, that way there's no surprises or anything. They know exactly what, uh, things are going to look like. So I think that's important. Just, uh, laying out a protocol for them also making them know that like this protocol can change sometimes. Like there might be things that come up 
um, that may potentially change the course of the protocol. Uh, but I think knowing exactly what, what it's going to look like is really important. That's a really important point, right? Because I think that's the challenge is recovery for everyone is different, right? So like you set an ideal window for when that recovery will be completed. But like you said, it's like that, that plan and course of action is so important because it gives them a vision for what's going to happen, which is calming. But then also like the end is relatively unpredictable. So also being clear in your communication, like, because sometimes if we're like, and I'm sure athletes have experienced this, right? Like, okay, like six weeks, you're going to be good to go. And then you get to six six weeks and you're not ready to go, but you haven't had that conversation that it might be longer Then, like the anxiety and everything just goes higher. Like, how do you navigate that if an athlete is taking longer than expected or they have a setback or Yeah, I think it's just um, laying that out from the beginning that this, this may take a bit longer, because if you say Mm -hmm. to someone, you're going to be better in six weeks, this is when you're going to be playing, then that's what they have in their set in their mind, this is when I'm coming back. And then if you um, throw a curveball in there, and you're like, Oh, it's looking like it might be eight, 10 weeks, then obviously, the anxiety and everything around the injury is going to increase immensely so if you lay it out from the beginning like we're looking at about six weeks but that is subject to change like it might be a little bit less maybe a little bit more then they know okay like six weeks is a is a maybe is a possibility but it might be it might change a little bit so laying it out from the beginning is important reiterating that too right throughout yeah you want to continually let them know it might change. Mm-hmm. I think one of the interesting things with athletes, and we've talked about this a lot in the past, is athletes are the the kind of people who are like, I'm going to prove it wrong, right? Yeah, I'm going to be the one. I'm going to be the exception. Right? <laughs> so, like, as yeah. soon as uh, as soon as you said, like, yeah, here's the timeline. Six weeks could be less, could be more. Yeah. my brain immediately went to, Ooh, it could be less. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> that's where I, I always went. Um, and when I was like rehabbing, um, a labral repair surgery, I was very much on the same thing. And do you think that having that kind of mentality is helpful or have you seen it be more detrimental? Is it on both sides? Where, where do you see that fitting in? Yeah, I think it can be in some ways because I think athletes in general, um, from my experience, and I think it's pretty obvious, like they're going to work really hard to get back because they have, um, they have a goal, they have something that uh, they're wanting to get back to. So they're going to work extra hard to get back to competition. So in that, um, in that way, it's definitely can be a positive because of their work ethic that they're going to be putting in. But at the same time, you also want to be able to like put on the brakes and be like, okay, we might need to, to wait a little bit longer before you're coming back. Um, so yeah, I think there's like pros and cons to the athlete's mindset with coming back from an injury. So yeah. Well, like you said, sorry, Taylor, you can go. No, MJ, you're going to be dipping out in a bit. So you go ahead. Okay. Uh, I know I'm like trying to get all my questions. (laughs) Um, okay. So like we talked about, like trying to keep them in the present moment versus looking in the future. And I think what kind of goes along with that is trying to keep them focused on what they can control versus what they can't. 
And that includes like the day that their body will be ready for competition, but also the mind, right? Like, so you had mentioned this. I think it's, I think there's two big hurdles that often athletes face. One is when they first have that injury. Like, what do you do as a a physical therapist to like set them up? So paint the picture, keep them focused on what they can control and the process to getting there and not consumed by when they're going to be better. And then at the tail end of that, especially with like those gray area injuries, like concussions, getting back to sport from the injury, like those are kind of the two major transition periods. Like, I would love to know from your experience, how do you help an athlete with the transition back to competition? What are some of the hurdles the athletes face? And then how do you help them? Yeah, I think, um, from like a mental side of things, when you're nearing the end, like ready to go back, you have to. Um, consider like the uh, all of the different uh, mental aspects and that side of things too Um, because coming back from an injury it's not just your body is ready it's like is your mind ready are you because as we kind of know like if you if you go into a competition and your um, your mind's not there your like risk of re-injuring something increases right because you're going to say it's soccer, you're going to go into tackles a little bit differently. Um, hockey, you might be um, less, more aggressive. Like there's um, definitely a risk for re-injury if your mind and body aren't both getting back into it um, at the same time. So I think it's like, you need to consider both of those side of so, those both sides of things. Um, well, what, can you uh, repeat the question again? I kind of got sidetracked a little bit. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's totally it, right? It's okay, like yeah. it's it's making that transition from the injury back to competition, and I think it's just it's a weird mix for athletes because they're part yeah. of them is like so excited, like they've worked so hard to get back to competition, but then underneath that is like this anxiety and concern yeah. about like I'm not going to be the same athlete I was, and the concern of re-injury and all of that stuff. So like, how do you support the athletes in making that transition? Are there things you say, are there things, you know, that you do or that you reiterate to them to help with that? Yeah, for sure. I think going through the, the recovery process or the rehab process, like you're learning so much. You're a lot of times, like I try and reiterate the fact that you probably, if you're doing the rehab process properly, you're going to actually go back to your sport stronger than you were prior to the injury. So I think reiterating that, that's a really important point. Um, and it allows them to be so much more confident because they're like, I put in all of this work that I wouldn't otherwise put in. So, um, especially I always use, uh, like ACL injuries, uh, just cause I see them a lot and I've seen them a lot with soccer, but, um, a few of the girls that I have right now, female soccer players, I've kind of reiterated the fact that like you, these girls wouldn't be out in the gym working on all of this strengthening if they didn't tear their ACL. So it's like, you're putting all of this work in, you're getting so much stronger than you would have been otherwise. So, and then hearing that they're like, oh my gosh, that's so true. Um, and it, it's a huge confidence booster. Adversity is opportunity for growth, right? That's exactly. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it's an interesting um, balance, and it's something that I had forgotten about the process too. Right? Is because it is true. Like if you hadn't had the injury, you wouldn't be paying attention to those 
like the strengthening of those small muscles that ultimately end up making you a stronger athlete and making the structure of whatever that muscle is stronger. And I can see how it's equally as hard to get it out of your head that this could happen again, right? Like you, you have the one side of your head saying, look, we're doing all of this work that you wouldn't have been doing before. Reasonably, we can say that you are getting stronger in ways that you wouldn't have if this hadn't happened to you. But then the other side of it is saying like, yeah, but what if, what if it happens again? And what strategies can you use with athletes who are kind of struggling with that what if voice? Like, do you have them do imagery? Do you have them work on stuff on their own? Um, I think, I think the big thing is just, we've talked about it. We touched on it already is just focusing on like the present and like the now it's like, yes, obviously there is a risk that you might re-tear something or um, you might have the injury uh, occur again, but it's just focusing on the now and like this, this is where you're at now in this stage. And yes, there's always going to be a risk of re-injuring something or having a new injury. But if you're always focused on that, then you're not going to, you're not going to be focused on the present and being the best player Mm -hmm. that you are in that point in time. I was, I was going to say though, it's like nobody goes into sport thinking about like, oh, I I could get injured, right? Like this is, but we all know it in the back of our heads that you play a sport and you know that it's a possibility, but it takes actually getting injured for that to become a present thought. And it's, it's interesting how that one event totally shifts our perspective on injury to something that's like an afterthought to something that becomes forefront in what we're worried about and what we're focused on. Yeah, exactly. That's a really good point, actually. It's like, you don't really think too much about it until you actually have it happen. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like everyone knows you could potentially get injured, but until you get injured, you're not really thinking about it. Yeah. It's like, it's making me think now, like when a player gets injured, the value of having them like obviously work with a physical therapist, but also with like a mental performance coach, like have those two services like side and side, like, you know, I don't know. A hundred percent. I, I'm a huge advocate for um, like my patients. I would love for all of them to, especially the athletes, like returning to sport, I would love for all of them to be seeing like a mental performance um, coach or, um, a sports psychologist something like that because I literally think it's so so important well I know Lauren you and I've talked about this before when I think it would have been about a year ago now that we we chatted about this but we were talking about injuries and and so for myself I've re-injured the same knee the same way four times now and I never really was like hesitant in any of my movements until it happened the first time and then after that first time, I became much more cautious and aware of how my knee feels when I'm going into that position as a goalie. And I feel like a lot of players that have had those same injuries have such a difficult time jumping back in and, and actually playing with confidence because they're just constantly focusing on like, well, this is what, how this happened last time. So if I keep doing this and maybe it's going to happen again, but like in reality, like I've done the same movement thousands of times and it's happened four times you know so kind of is there like a way that you're able to work 
with athletes like to work through some of those roadblocks that are kind of more on the mental side because they're just constantly thinking like going into a similar situation that it's going to happen again yeah I think a huge part of it is educating them um I always try the biggest part of my practice I think is education like any injury that I see I'm I'm pulling out pictures pulling out my laptop explaining everything um and I think that's important because if they understand the injury, they understand all of the strengthening and things that they're doing, then they have a better idea of um, what, how their body's re-prepared for, um, for competition. So like you said, like, obviously there's always going to be a risk associated with um, like a re-injury or something, especially like as a goalie, if you're constantly going into um, certain positions at like the hips and knees obviously there, there is a risk because of those repetitive movements, but, um, I think it's just kind of educating them on the fact that like you, like you said, like you're doing, you're doing that movement a million times and it happens four times. Like it's, I don't know. (laughs) It's, it's tough, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's so true though, right? Because like I can think of things that I've done a million times and it's hurt like once or twice, but that once or twice really sticks with you. And I worked for like a brief period in um, where I was at grad school in our student athlete injury rehab clinic. And that was a theme that came up all the time is like, I I know this, I understand that it's not something that happens every time, but there was one athlete in particular who had torn her ACL playing soccer. And she was like, every single time I jump up for a ball, that is the first thing that I think of when I'm on my way down and about to land and helping her get over that mental block was huge because she actually stopped jumping up for balls. And it's, it's hard for other people or people who maybe haven't experienced it before to understand the strength of a mental block, but it's, it's an interesting thing to deal with. And I'm sure that for you working on the physical side of things, it's hard to imagine not getting a little frustrated because you're like, no, 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 we're good to go. We've done all the work. Yeah. It's time. You you just got to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. I think, um, just like getting them to do it so many times in, in the clinic setting so that when they're ready to go back onto the ice or onto the field, they've done it so many times and you're reassuring them in a controlled setting so that when they get into um, that setting with other athletes, they've done it so many times, but yeah, there is definitely can be a mental block um, with certain things. So it's just, like I said, trying to get them to do that in that controlled environment so that it transfers over. Mm-hmm. Repetition is everything. Yeah, reps. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. I want and to take a little bit of a sidestep, if you don't mind, or did you have no, like a follow-up question? Yeah, yeah um, so I'm, I'm curious. Um, so like, obviously I've said I've re-injured this same knee like three, four times now. And yeah. I'm curious, like how it is that you work with athletes post-injury once they are back on the ice because it is like super important that you're still obviously focused on maintaining that strength and and improving it still to make sure like the the muscles and ligaments are all still solid 
moving yeah. forward. So you can kind of prevent injury from happening again. So how, what kind of like, what's that process look like? Exactly. Yeah. I think that, um, that's a really important point because a lot of people just think about, okay, this is the process that leads me back to sport, but it's actually like, you also want to continue to work on that process. So whether it's me and they're still coming into the clinic, maybe less frequently, but we're just touching base. I have that quite a bit where, um, an athlete will come every couple weeks after they're back playing, um, just to touch base, make sure that everything, um, strength wise, they're staying on the right page, but it's also just, um, laying out a plan for them on their own when they're maybe, done with that initial um, rehab process. Like I want you to continue with X, Y, and Z to continue to stay strong, continue to prevent this from happening again. Um, Yeah, I think that's really important. Like the prehab side of things. And also when I clear an athlete um, and allow them to, to play again, I'm usually looking for them to be actually better than their pre injury, um, what they were pre-injury, right? Because their their injury typically it happens for a reason, right? There's some sort of imbalance that's going on. So um, always when they're cleared to play, it's like you're looking for are they better than they were before? Because that's what you want in order to um, decrease the risk of re-injuring. That's a really interesting path to go down because we're doing all of this like pre-season assessment for concussions now where you get a baseline concussion uh test result that you can then reference back to um if you know you do get a head injury or you have a pretty big fall where people are a little worried about maybe a concussion is there anything that we're doing in the athletic world where we're like measuring strength ahead of something like an acl tear so like at the beginning of the season, you do measure the strength that you have in your right versus your left leg or anything like that? Yeah. Um, honestly, there some teams will do like pre-testing and things like that, but some won't. So mm-hmm. it's, it's challenging um, to know exactly, um, exactly what like their measures were before. Right. Um, but I just basically, I'm kind of going off like where they're at when I see them and mm-hmm we want you to be like way stronger than, than you are at that point in time. So it's kind of like, it's tough because you don't have specific like objective measures. A lot of the time, um, concussions, you will only if you do baseline testing, that's something that's, that can be challenging too with clearing for concussions, but yeah, it's tough. It's almost impossible to have every athlete for you to have data on every athlete and like what they're, strength measures are what their um, concussion baseline measures are so I think Mm -hmm. that makes it like a little bit more intricate um, because yeah you don't have all those measures always yeah it's interesting because then you're kind of going into it with a level of not blindness but like you don't have full perspective on what their strength looked like before and I think it could be interesting to I don't know see if there is a way that teams could start incorporating that like hey in addition to your baseline testing we're also going to test like knee mobility single leg strength to make sure that we have a baseline to measure against if you know we're worried you pulled your mcl or tore your acl or whatever that may be yeah for sure i think like the only way kind of around that is like you just 
don't clear an athlete when you think when you think that they're they're ready it's like wait until you know that they're ready and you know that that strength is like superior everything is is in place because if you're clearing a little bit too early or like you're like I think you'll be all right to go back at this point then it's you're (laughs) gonna potentially have some problems this is definitely not an I think equation (laughs) it's like I know you're ready (laughs) which is a lot of responsibility for you as the physio too right because you have that that power to say like yeah you're clear to go versus no you're not and yeah there's a lot of emotion that rides on that decision whether it's like the athlete recognizes it's good for them or not yeah oh yeah and then you'll also have like the other side of things you'll have situations where you're not clearing an athlete you're telling them I don't think you're ready and then they they will go and play anyways and that's Mm -hmm. like I'll see that in the clinic sometimes because I'm not working with them in their team setting um obviously the team I work with that doesn't happen because I'm there um but yeah they might just kind of go off and they're like well I'm gonna play anyways but you give them kind of makes me wonder like do you think that all teams like regardless if you have physio working like with your team every single practice or game that all organizational teams should have a rule that if you get injured you have to bring a note from a registered physiotherapist saying that you are cleared to come back to your sport Yeah, I think that would be the most ideal, but, um, yeah, in reality, I don't think that that happens, which is unfortunate because then obviously you've seen, you've seen it. I've seen it so many times where I'll say like, okay, let's wait a little bit longer. They'll go back and then I'll see them again. And they're like, yeah, wasn't good. (laughs) Like, so (laughs) yeah, I think that would be ideal if they, if all organized sports kind of required, um if you have an injury you have to be cleared and it has to be like sent to the coach or whatever Mm -hmm. it's it's a hard line to walk right because sometimes with stubborn athlete personalities which like I have one I know a lot of my friends do too it's like sometimes you need to let them figure it out for themselves that they're not ready yeah but how far do you let them push that because if they like really re-injure it then yeah back at square one yeah exactly yeah I think I just will educate them like Mm -hmm. if this is what I think I don't think you're ready um and then ultimately it's up to you if you if you decide to play or not but I've given you all the information that you need to make that decision for yourself Mm -hmm. so I must say I'm actually pretty proud of myself that I'm not the kind of person that's going to push my way back <laughs> after injury. <laughs> Good. Um, but I'm, I'm curious if you've ever had to deal with like a, a sport ending injury with anybody and the process that it was for you to go through and help emotionally support those athletes that have to experience those events. Yeah, for sure. I've had a ton of uh, season ending injuries that I've had to see and um, deal with. And yeah, I think it's, it's challenging because like we talked about in the very beginning, like initially when you have that injury, it's like your whole, your whole world is ending because your sport is a huge part of your identity and of your life. So to have that injury, it's, it, it literally feels like the world is ending and that's what these athletes will kind of say, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of 
following them throughout that process and like keeping them motivated. Um, and it comes down to the physical side, but also the mental side, like you're always, you're always being there for them, um, motivating them to continue to get through things, to get back to their sport. There's another interesting piece that you touched on there too, right? It's, it's the physical support, the mental support, but there's also a huge piece of emotional support that you're doing. That's like you said, you know, you're almost like a half, you know, actual therapist and half physiotherapist because you do end up being with these people for consistent amount of time for a long time sometimes. Yeah. I remember my, like, I was closer with my physiotherapist at school than I was with my head coach. Yeah. Like you, you do, you form a bond with your athletes. And I'm wondering how it is for you. Like if you're working in a team setting and you're there at the games, how do you feel about like navigating your emotions that are tied to these people who like you have a relationship with, you understand that, you know, yes, they're athletes, but if at any point you have to go up to them and say like, Hey, we need to put you through concussion protocol or having to witness them go through injuries must be difficult. Yeah. It's tough for sure. Like you said, like you will develop a bond with these athletes or um, these players and it's tough. Like it honestly is really challenging when you have to um, put them through like a protocol or something like that. And you see all of their, the emotions that go along with it and the response to all of these stressors that are now in front of them. So it, it is challenging and it, it's, it's tough for me to see, like you never want to see these young athletes um, dealing with any, um, any injuries or any challenges, whether it's injuries or even things outside of, of sport, you don't want to see them going through things. So yeah, it can be tough for sure. <laughs> I don't know if you have any like major questions left here, Lauren, or not. Cause I want to end off on like a happy note here. So let's let's hear like a, a happy, like story that you've worked with an athlete who's maybe experienced, like whether it's a, a season ending injury, just a major injury and how they were able to come back stronger and, and perform at their best. Yeah. So, um, I had an athlete actually I've seen over the years, um, for multiple different injuries. Um, and the uh, most recent, it was a knee injury. Um, and the most recent was just like rehabbing back into, um, returning to hockey. Um, and that athlete I've become close with, like, like I said, several different injuries over the years. So, um, just to like, see her going back and playing again and, um, and succeeding it, and I still will see her kind of periodically for, um, like we touched on before, sometimes we'll see people touch base, make sure we're on the right track. So I still will do that. And it's just like, it makes me very happy to see that she went through all of that. And now she's playing again. She's playing confidently, um, playing well. Um, so yeah, it's always, it's always good to have the, that side of things. <laughs> it's not all bad guys. It's yeah, not it's all not bad. bad. <laughs> And no, but returning, yeah. returning to playing, like it's so exciting too. So like have to think about that side of things, like the whole process itself um, can sometimes be challenging, but once you get back, it's like, you have your life back, like this sport that is a huge part of your identity, you're back at it. So got to think about like how exciting that is too. 
um, to return to it. Yeah. And it's, it's a big piece for you too. I'm sure like as much as the athletes are on this journey, you're on it with them. Yeah. So helping them get to that point is, is great for you too. Right. Because you get to see these people who work so hard and yeah. probably started at a really low point. You get to watch them kind of go on that little bit of a roller coaster and then ultimately return back to, to what they love. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on Taylor. Do you have any other questions? No, no, I'm, I'm all good. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me guys. (laughs) No. Yeah. Thank you. I think it's awesome. Anytime that we get to, to hear more perspective on what's going on in the athletic world, because it's, it's like we said, right. The athletic mindset, it doesn't just stay with athletes. It's with all of the sports staff, all of the physiotherapists and coaches who, who work with the athletes on a daily basis. So thank you for sharing your perspective. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> I I appreciate the, like I talked about, like the mental side of things, it's so important. So um, to have people that are talking about it more and um, emphasizing it more, I think it's really important.